This week on the show, our pop culture news. It is Christmas Day 2023, so we're going to talk about some Christmassy stuff yeah. <laughs> and fortune cookies. It's December 2023, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Hello. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas happens to fall on the day that we normally release our podcast. So yeah. Merry Christmas to everyone, to those who celebrate mm-hmm. it. Merry other holidays. We'll probably keep this short because, hey, you should be sitting around with your family rather than listening to us drab on. Unless we are your family. Unless we are your yeah. family. <laughs> then you can listen to us. Then you or can or to you us. could just hang out with us. I mean, sure. Hang out with us while you're unwrapping your gifts. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Well, welcome back. Welcome back to our show, where we review a balloon enthusiast's least favorite subject, pop culture. I'm one of the hosts, Evan. Where'd you get that from? Yeah, I was really confused. What are you talking about? Balloon enthusiast? Yeah, a balloon enthusiast's least favorite subject, pop culture. Oh, I got it. Ha ha ha. I, I'm one of your hosts, Did Evan. you make that up or did you find that and, somewhere? <laughs> and joining me this week. It's like a dad joke. Joining me this week are my two co-hosts, Linnea. Hello. And Brian. That's me. Okay, yeah, let's get started with our... Why do I feel like you've been waiting for so long to say that? <laughs> you know, maybe I have. You wouldn't know. Let's get started with our pop culture references, though. A balloon enthusiast's least favorite subject. Yeah. I'll go first. Evan, this harkens back to our very, 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 very first oh, not episode. Like pr- unreleased episode? Or pre-episode. Well, it was released. It was on, uh, I think I put it on SoundCloud or something. Yeah. Evan and I, three years ago or so, we reviewed our very first movie, The Rocketeer, and it was sort of the genesis for our whole podcast. They didn't ask me if I wanted to join. No, I they didn't. Yeah, you you didn't watch it with us. But yeah, you wanted to be involved, so then we invited you. So yeah, it, I mean, if you search, you can probably find it out there. Or maybe someday we'll put it on our feed as you know the last episode, or the first episode, or special <laughs> the point five episode. Anyway, my pop culture news is is that apparently they're going to do a reboot or a restart or a continuation of the Rocketeer. Oh, I guess it's been in development for a while. But things are finally moving forward. They have a writer. It's going to be produced and starred in by an actor named David Oyelo. Nice. So it'll be a few years after The Rocketeer. So The Rocketeer took place in the 30s, and it was before World War II. This is going to take place after World War II, and it's it's going to, like the jetpack has been passed down to one of the Tuskegee Airmen. Oh. Uh, Yeah. And so... uh, so you know the first the first movie starred this guy who was a circus pilot. So he you know he arguably knew how to fly a plane because that's he was doing it for the circus. So that's how he could use this jetpack. And now one of the uh, like a World War II vet pilot, one of the Tuskegee Airmen, is going to take up the mantle of being the Rocketeer. Apparently, that, at least that's what they're saying. So it's been a long time. So uh, anyway, yeah, I, I was kind of interested in that. I always thought it was a fun movie, and you know who knows if it will be produced it's kind of in limbo i mean it's been they've been saying they were going to do it for a long time of course i've heard hide nor hair of it until i was just reading about it just now but if they have a writer involved and they have uh, someone actively trying to produce it well maybe something will come of it yeah who knows it sounds exciting i'll go next my pop culture reference for this week 
Oh, it's actually a, it's a touch of horror. Ooh, Ooh, for Christmas. Yeah, Christmas touch of horror. This like past, I don't know when it was recently, a new FNAF game has been released. <laughs> because you know FNAF is my favorite subject of horror. And tell people what that is. Five I never nights... really, I never hear you talk about FNAF like except in the podcast. Yeah, well, that's because you're not interested in it, and <laughs> it's a good pop culture reference. Five FNAF or Five Nights at Freddy's is the most popular horror game franchise out there. And now also movie franchise, if you probably saw that. Not the movie, but trailers for it. Yeah, and I enjoy watching it, not playing it, because it's too scary for me. But I enjoy watching people play it, because it's silly. (laughs) And a new game of the franchise has been released. This is Five Nights at Freddy's VR 2. From what I've seen of it, it looks pretty interesting. I don't have a VR headset, so I wouldn't play it anyway, even if I did. <laughs> but it's interesting. The first VR game was fun to watch. And I'm excited to see what new lore develops from it. My pop culture thing for this week. So I was on a website that was kind of highlighting all the hidden gems in terms of video games of 2023. And there's one that kind of stood out to me that I wanted to talk about. It was called Planet of Lana. And it's kind of like a Studio Ghibli-looking video game. It's almost kind of 3D-ish. But there's all these cool robots. It's a really almost like hand-painted world. And it's a girl and like a little monster friend like on an adventure, I think, trying to save someone. But yeah, I thought that looked cool. Oh, nice. What platform is it for? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's like, I don't think it's a Switch game, though. I think it's PC. Yeah, probably on Steam. Yeah. Xbox. Cool. All right. Well, there we go. That's our pop culture news for this week. Now we're just going to jump into a few little fun uh, Christmas memories or stories stories or food or <laughs> whatever yeah. we're going to talk about for a few minutes. So here we go. All right, welcome back, everyone. Since it's Christmas Day, and as I said, you should be spending time with your family. So uh, we're just going to make this kind of brief. I thought it might be fun to talk about a few things Christmassy. So just first off, why don't we each say uh, just a favorite Christmas memory of ours? For me, whenever I think of a Christmas story, I like to think of that one time while we were leaving our aunt's house on Christmas Eve. And we saw, like, hoof prints on the garage roof just randomly there. I remember that, too. Like, we we didn't know how they appeared. But then I remember Dad, like, telling a story about how he saw, like, Rudolph once. Yeah, on that same night. Oh, yeah. Yep. While we were listening to The Shepherd. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that always sticks out to me. Like, (laughs) how did a deer get on the roof if it wasn't Santa, you know? I can't really think of any off the top of my head, except for the one time I was sick on Christmas. Oh, that's a Christmas memory. (laughs) It was kind of sad. I remember we went to Grandma's house and I had to just sit upstairs. And like every once in a while, I'd go down and like grab a cracker or something. That's sad. Kind of a sad memory. (laughs) Hopefully I won't be sick this year. Dad? Oh, my turn? Yeah. One thing that I remember very vividly when when I was a kid was just the act of wrapping presents. Oh. We mm-hmm. had, so the house I grew up in had three bedrooms, 
And by the time I was a kid, all my older siblings had moved out. So we had this extra bedroom. And at Christmas time, that became the wrapping room. <laughs> and we had, there was a card table. We would set up a card table in there. All the bows would be in there, all the wrapping paper. There'd be, you know, plenty of tape. And uh, yeah, you would just go in there and you'd wrap your presents. And I don't know, it was just kind of a thing. I can remember sitting in there with my dad wrapping presents and and <laughs> this might be a thing too. I have have you ever noticed how I so carefully unwrap gifts? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I'll take out my little pocket knife and cut the tape and and that started way back I mean that's from when I was a kid. We would do that and then we would we would purposely try to reuse the paper every year <laughs> just to see how how often we could reuse it. How long, how long it would last. How long it would last, yeah. So, I mean, we had we had paper that we would use for years and years just to keep rewrapping it. <laughs> and maybe just another fun memory, too, that, that involves Christmas cards. You know, these days, a lot of people, you know, they submit a picture to Shutterfly and, and have their cards made and then sent to them, and you, you send them out. But <laughs> That's what you do? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I make my own, so I design the card myself, and then I print it at work because I work at a print shop, so that makes it easy for me. But uh, so you know that your your grandpa, my dad, was an artist, mm-hmm. and every year he would design his own Christmas card, and then we would actually make them. So there's a process called silk screening. Oh, have you heard of that? No. So what it involves is imagine a square frame made of wood, and over that you stretch a piece of uh, arguably silk, <laughs> some kind of a like a fabric real fine mesh kind of media, right? And that's that's your silk screen. And then you have a plasticky film-like material. And then with an X-Acto knife, you can, you can cut out areas of this. And whatever you cut out is clear. And then what, what you leave is like this plasticky amber-looking stuff, right? You, you apply that to the silk and then use some chemicals and it transfers off of the of a backing onto the silk. And then what you do is you you uh, load the top of this of this silk screen with with paint and you have a squeegee and you squeegee it over that silk and wherever the clear area was the paint goes through and wherever that amber area was you know, it stops it. So you put a piece of paper under the silk screen you you squeegee it over the paint goes through and then you lift it up and you have like a color or a, a shape. And so what my dad would do is he would create these cards every year, multiple colors. You know, it might be the wise men. It might be a Christmas tree. Cool. And then every every color you would do a screen of. So you'd like you'd put in green paint and you'd, you know, squeegee it over and you'd get the green tree. And there would be spots for, he'd come back later and he might do red for stars or twinkles or, and a gold for, like a, a gold uh, chain or something around the tree, or, wow. you know, tinsel. And and my parents would send out hundreds of oh. cards. Oh my I mean, gosh. literally, like everyone in the family and their aunts and uncles and their cousins and all their nephews and nieces, everyone would get a card. So our basement, literally any flat spot <laughs> was filled with a card. And I, there would just be hundreds of them. So, and so you do one color at a time, right? So you'd have, you do all the green and then you'd have hundreds of these cards sitting around and you'd let them dry. And then the next day you might do red and you'd, 
you do the red and you you know line them up, do the red, and then you have hundreds of cards. How long did it take you to make it? Yeah, it was like a week process of making wow. these cards. Um, no wonder you're so good at printing but, stuff now. Yeah, but everyone, I mean, everyone just always commented on these cards. Like, oh, people looked forward to getting them every year because they were, you know, they were handmade. And it was a big production. My mom and dad and I would just, you know, like like my mom would bring over a new card. My dad would squeegee it to put the paint on. I'd take it and go put it, find a spot to put it where it wasn't going to hit something else and let it dry. And then we just keep doing this big circle thing. <laughs> so... That's that's kind of my Christmas memory. Wow. All right. Uh, another thing, should we talk about food? Favorite food? Favorite Christmas food? Oh. Be it cookies or something to eat or? Probably my favorite Christmas food is sugar cookies. Mm-hmm. A, because I don't I don't like have them any other time of the year, except in those like frosted cookies. But they aren't really sugar cookies. I like the the ones that we have on Christmas every year, because the second I have one, I just can't stop having more and more. I get addicted to the sugar cookies, and then I just forget about them for a year. It's it's a process. Do you like making them and decorating them? Yeah, when I'm not busy. (laughs) When you're not busy. Did you make some last week? Were you helping mom? No. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, they're probably my favorite food. Mine is krumkaka. Yeah. And what's that? It's like, imagine like little pancakes like they don't taste like pancakes they just like put cookies but like they're in the shape of pancakes and they're really thin and then you roll them into these kind of cone shapes and then you can put whipped cream in them and eat it yeah they're fun that's our our tradition in fact after this podcast uh Lene and i are probably gonna go make some you're welcome to join us evan if you want yeah probably not <laughs> yeah our, our tradition is to make those every year those cream caca uh one of my favorite foods christmas I have not had in probably over 25 years, if not, no, probably even longer than that, 30 years. Wow. <laughs> and that would be every year when I was a kid, we'd have these big family get-togethers with you know my grandparents and aunts and uncles, and my mom would make Swedish brown beans. Oh. And those were my absolute favorite. And, uh, you know, she passed away many many years ago uh before you two were around and and even before that she you know she had uh she had alzheimer's so so there were a lot of years you know where she couldn't make them but but when i was a kid boy i looked forward to that every year and i've never found anything quite like them since you know they're not like your normal brown beans that you get in a can you know like your baked brown beans they're a lot different than that they were they were probably about twice the size. They were oh. much more. Uh, I'm not going to call them crispy because they're not crispy, but they're <laughs> but they're um, more sturdy. Like they're not soft and squishy. They were much more firm, but just laden with with brown sugar. Oh, it was, they were so good. And uh, yeah, I miss that. I miss that a lot. That's probably my, one of my favorite foods. You don't have the recipe for it. No, no, I don't. Oh. And yeah, and it's a very specific type of bean too. Like you can't just find them. And my dad would often grow them in the garden throughout the year, you know, through the summer, so then we'd have some to make. Oh, that's cool. Um, next, how about we do favorite Christmas song? Okay. This is a hard choice. Yeah, there's a lot. 
Do we have to sing them? Sure. <laughs> Mine, uh, as Linnea reminded me, I, I could think of the of the tune, but then I couldn't think of the title for some reason. My favorite song has always been In the Bleak Midwinter by uh, Christina Rossetti and Gustav Holtz. Oh. Yeah. And uh, it goes... In the bleak midwinter. See, we shouldn't sing because Dad's like actually in a choir. So. <laughs> I'm in a choir. Well, well, I guess I guess I just don't want to sing. Okay, you don't have to sing. Choir. I won't sing then, unless people well, want to yeah, hear me I sing. Think, I think we could sing. You don't need to sing. <laughs> okay. Oh well, that's okay. Well, I won't sing because we don't want to oh, okay. leave one out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, mine is in the bleak midwinter. Yeah. What about you? Mine. Is probably Carol of the Bells. <laughs> the one mom hates. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> you and mom don't like it because it was in Station Eleven. Well, I like it. Oh, yeah. Mom doesn't like I it. I like that it's kind of chaotic and it scary. Was, yeah, it was in the show Station Eleven. It was in, like, the very end scene of, like, the first episode where a bunch of people die of a disease. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. Sorry. End of I mean, the first episode, guys. It's the first scene of the first episode. Oh, first scene? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, okay. But yeah, no, it's an intense scene. Otherwise, I really like the song just because the choir in it sounds really good and the music. I think it works well. Bring a chaotic sense of Christmas. And what about you, Lena? I think I have like kind of a weird tie between two. And so the first one is Jingle Bell Rock, which is just kind of fun and like happy. And then... The other one is Away in a Manger, which I just find, like, really peaceful, and it puts me to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is that enough reminiscing about Christmas for now? Sure. What Christmas movies? What Christmas movies? <laughs> okay. Do have a favorite Christmas movie? Do we all have the same one, probably? Elf. <laughs> yeah, Elf. <laughs> I'll, I'll put in a plug. I mean, I, I don't know if it counts as a movie. It's more of a TV show, but... Every year, I always enjoy the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas special. Uh-huh. That was, when I was a kid, that was sort of the thing that everyone looked forward to. You were scouring the the weekly papers to make sure you didn't miss it, because you know, it would only air once on one channel at one particular time, mm-hmm. and you had to see it, and oh, yeah. No, that was also going to be my other favorite Christmas song, if I didn't choose Carol of the Bells. What, oh, it's one of the songs yeah. from the Charlie Brown Christmas? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, one of these years. Maybe next year we should, uh, since it's already Christmas now, maybe next year we'll do the Charlie Brown Christmas special because we've never talked about that. No, we haven't. And I'd be interested in hearing what you think of it. <laughs> All right. There we go. Is that enough for now? I think. Okay. If you out there, if you are listeners, uh, yeah, send us your likes. Send us a Christmas memory or a favorite food or favorite movie or TV or you know, just anything. Yeah. Let us know what you're thinking. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Should we move on to fortune cookies? Fortune cookies. Sure. <laughs> I, I like mine. You will soon receive an unusual gift of food for your help. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> An unusual gift of food. That's strange yeah. because mine is you will attend an unusual party and meet someone important. <laughs> really? Wow. And lots of unusual things. Sadly, mine does not have the word unusual in it. <laughs> mine is you may lose the small ones, but win the big ones. Oh, yours ruined ours, Dad. <laughs> yeah. I think 
Yours were much more Christmas themed yeah. than mine. Mm-hmm. An unusual party, though. I'm, You're going to meet like an elf party and meet Santa? Yeah. Or it's like some, a birthday party that I mean, I you are going. Yesterday. Yeah, you're going to a, an escape room. Yeah, I am. Would you consider week? that an unusual I, that's party? unusual, I guess. Well, there we are. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this special Christmas episode of Lunchbox Reaction. We hope that you and your family are having a wonderful time. And for those who don't celebrate Christmas, we hope you and your family are doing something fun anyway. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever you celebrate and whenever. We wish uh, you both a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yeah. Thanks for bringing us along. Yeah, I suppose our next episode is going to be on New Year's Day, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Wow. Great. (laughs) It'll be posted on your birthday. That's true. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Happy holidays, and we'll see you next week. At at the the lunch lunch table. table. Oh, oh, I forgot. Sorry. (laughs) At the lunch table. Bye-bye. So long. Bye.